Welcome to the latest edition of First Date Cop Bites podcast on the day when Liverpool have just won another trophy. Um, the Carabao, Rumbelows, Littlewoods, Capital One, blah, 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 Coca-Cola Cup is ours again. We've won it for nine times. My T-shirt's out of date. My, my greatest wish. Hopefully it'll be more out of date by the end of the season. Um, this is episode 28 of season three. It's a podcast for Liverpool supporters in Delaware and friends of those Liverpool supporters. Uh, thanks for listening on your preferred platform. Delighted to be joined by Daz, who is in Baltimore, and Sean, who's managed to salvage his day uh, somewhere in, uh, in 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 lower Newcastle County, Delaware. Um, Upper so, Newcastle we, County. Not to give away my spot. What was that? <laughs> that? Upper Newcastle County. Well, you can't, you're kind of in the middle. We're, we're anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember we're talking to Double O'Neill here. Hey, this is a Delaware <laughs> podcast. This is a Delaware podcast. <laughs> you're in the upper third of the state, but further south than me. Um, anyway, ninth league cup um, against Chelsea, 11 uh, 10 on penalties. What, so, you know, pick, pick your topic, but uh, let, let's start with what a fantastic tactic to bring on your specialist penalty saving keeper. And he's the one who misses the final penalty. Oh, got to love that against Chelsea. Haven't you Daz? Yes. In short, it was fucking poetically magnificent. That <laughs> ball bag loves to walk up to people like, and that's the only thing that Atwell did of any repute or note today was to make sure that he wasn't eyeball like coming up eyeball to eyeball at the spot. Like he likes to do try and throw, throw guys off. There were two. There were a couple of parts of that penalty shootout that, that 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 was just moisturizing. The first one was Virgil Van fucking Dyke, Kepper's on the right hand side of his goal, begging him to plow it over into the left hand side, and he shells it right over his fucking head on the left hand side of the on on the right hand side of that on his left hand side. I was like, oh my god, I don't know how he walks with balls like that, that big. He's got to have like his own gravitational pull with stones that size. And then the way that he looked at him afterwards, like you ain't shit, and then just walked away. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I would, did, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read uh, Ben Johnson's um, uh, match ratings, but he talks about <laughs> how when uh, when Fabinho Penenka that or it like was a kind of a mini Penenka, he said I wouldn't even matter that that he, that he scored the goal. I would have slapped him as soon as he came back to the middle of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, yeah, that, that Van Dyke uh, penalty, it, it almost looked like he aimed at Kepa's head. It did. And then, and then he just blasted right at him. And, and it was a perfect – it was perfect. It was perfectly placed. Uh, and, he, and he took no time with it either. Just one step, bang. That it was, was hilarious. It really just was calm as you like. Yeah. I think. So, lots of other stuff going on in the game. I mean, we really should have won it in, 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 like, regular time, right? Joe yeah. Matip goal. Like in not in the, in the like the normal non VAR universe in which we seem to live, that that was just a good goal. Um, and I you know I, I I know you mentioned before we start recording, Daz, you thought the Lukaku goal might have been uh, Lukaku offside, shout might have been onside, but if the Matic goal would be counted, that would not have mattered. Uh, that's look, we can. I think that we have we have taken up a lot of bites and and minutes on on these airwaves talking about how poor refereeing is but and we were just talking about this atwell is one of the worst in an already very very bad bunch of people um kante wrestled it was a when he got the yellow card there was the second time he'd done that to robertson i don't know if you remember i think it was in the 
Oh. In the second half, he wrestled him to the ground on the sideline. Looked like a rugby tackle or an MMA move. There were and, a lot of those today, I thought, from them just you know, plowing into players from behind, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's, you see, you see, and this happens every single time. It's like, oh, it's it, it's it's just Rudiger. He likes to. He's he's rough. We just allow it. Like he was on Mo's back, like on his back with his arm around his neck, kicking the ball away from in front of him. And like Mo's just like he just holds his hands up. Like you guys are giving me. You're, you're never going to give me this, are you? Ever? Yeah. And like, look, he's a blood and thunder type of guy. But it's like they're going to give you as much as you allow them to take. And and he kept they kept allowing it. Like the. the to, to, if you're going to be fair, I, I honestly thought that that he was gonna he was gonna send um, he was gonna send Navi. Yeah, I, th- I I thought that I think what saved him was they both they both, they both went went yeah, went studs exactly. up. Yeah. So I think these like they kind of canceled like they threw two flags at the same time to to drag handball into this and they were offsetting penalties. But uh, it's it was it was really. I swear to God, I thought when that when Kepa kicked that over like out of the stadium that 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 Atwell was going no no you moved before the ball was kicked take it again <laughs> I, in my heart of hearts I thought that's what he was going to do. Well, well apparently Kepa was was I didn't notice this during the the shootout but apparently he was cheating like hell jumping off his line and stuff I I didn't see it but I saw people after the match saying you know he he basically wasn't staying on the line staying still he was just you know jumping around out of position so so well, that's think- it. I think generally we don't we don't think that's a very classy team, right? I mean, there's lots of stuff going on. Like Neil Atkinson in his the post-match pint talked about how all their players were shushing the Liverpool fans when they scored their penalties. And it's like fuck off you, you know. Yeah. At least if you're going to sub the goalie, you better win um. <laughs> against our backup, who by the way was man, was, was man of the match for me. I I I, I mean I can't I I couldn't have imagined. Kelleher putting in this kind of a performance even a couple of months ago. I mean, that was unreal what what he did today, I thought. The uh, one against Pulisic in the first half and then Lukaku at the end in the second in the second half of uh extra time. In the yeah, Pulisic one, dagger. I did watch I did watch the Pulisic one back. Um and uh he he intentionally makes that save. Like it's it wasn't like he just ran out, kind of randomly got the ball. Like he actually reacts to the shot if you watch the replay and, mm-hmm. and made that save. Um, yeah, I thought just all around, I mean, he was, he was spectacular today. I, I was thinking, you know, it's probably better than the vast majority of the goalkeepers in the league playing like this, you know, yeah, like, yeah. do do, do want to give a shout out to the 15,000 people in Cork that are watching this Quiver Kelleher, I think was a star today. So absolutely. Yeah, he was, well, there's at least one person in Cork who listens to the podcast. That's just oh. <laughs> so did you know uh did you ask i uh, managed to see klopp afterwards talking about like how he was he's a football manager first but he's also a human being yeah yeah no he's, he's, I, dude, we are so we are so fortunate to have that guy as our manager he's it's not just his 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 tactical and and, and managing now so it's just like the way that it, like his emotional intelligence is just unbelievable and I've noticed over the, like he's been in England for a while now, so you'd imagine that his English would get better. But his his use of nuance and understanding of how like how to, how to use like the English language effectively to convey a message that's that's deeper than just the words itself is incredible for someone whose English is a, is a second language. Um, but he was talking about like he's like obviously the better choice would have been Ali because he says for me Ali's the best goalkeeper in the world, and he is. And he says, but we also have the best second best back. We have the best se- second goalkeeper, best backup goalkeeper. So. 
I was surprised with that 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 he didn't he didn't give he didn't give um, Taki any time because Taki was was probably a very big part of us getting to that point as well. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw afterwards with him holding up the trophy and all the guys behind and were like getting the crowd g'd up and they were cheering. He just loved to see shit like that. Like that, yeah. the esprit de corps is just incredible. Like we really need to like take a second as fans and stop belly aching and just appreciate. And 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 live in how amazing this this this, this is to be that this time it is to be a, a Liverpool supporter. Like, this is this is the best team that we've ever had. Oh. And and I, and, I, and, I, and I hate to say that because I grew up in the eighties and I and I love the 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 eighties teams and even the seventies teams it was a little bit before my time. But like this team is just it's 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 massive considering what they have to come up against week in and week out. Like you don't play Swindon Towns anymore. That used to happen in the first division back in the day. Like you, you just, you're, you're never more than 30 seconds away from losing a game. Like if you switch off once, you, you, like you'll get punished. And it's, 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 it's just a remarkable team. But anyway, I'm done waxing, waxing lyrical about, about the amazingness of our team and our coach. So I, I could not, I could not agree more about the team being, um, so, so, so obviously back in the 80s, we used to win the League Cup every week. Um, like I think we won it four years in a row, um, mm. and it, it fitted in with our schedule because we because the FA Cup didn't because we were winning busy winning the league by the time it came to that time of year. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> really is true. Uh, but this really feels like like this team needs to win a few more trophies to to like just express how great they are. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we've won five things now. I feel like a couple more this season would not go out of place and kind of set them up to be um, not, not just the best team we ever had, because I think they are, I agree with you. And I've seen maybe a few more years than you have, Daz. Um, but I think also just to, to, to like acknowledge like how, like at this point, I mean, we were talking before we started, they, they probably are the best team in the world right now. Uh, I don't think anyone would want to play them on, on a lot of games and we could have uh, uh, totally gone off topic here because we were talking about the Chelsea game, but I think it, it is worth just being grateful for kind of where we are with them. Uh, another example of that was, uh, so I'm going to pivot was, was Wednesday. Um, we came against Leeds and we're going to talk a little bit, I think about Marco Bielsa uh, and about him leaving Leeds, which I think we're all a bit sad about, but, uh, and even though Leeds starts played on Sunday, then they played against us on Wednesday, which feels like a recipe for disaster. Um, and, and, and so it became, um, we were really, really good again in that game. Um, looking like a team that should be winning the league if it wasn't for the odd VAR decision that was going not in our direction. So Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you. The, the Leeds game, um, now maybe we want to talk some more later about the, the league cup winning against Chelsea, but I still think we're really in the hunt for the uh, the league. I don't think City are playing that well, and I think we are have the potential to be absolutely amazing. Six um, 0 against Leeds, we would have been three points, four points ahead of uh, City. I guess we're still six points behind, thanks to Cavanaugh uh, and Tierney. Um, where, where are you? No, so give us perspective on the Leeds game, and then we'll go on, on where you think we are in terms of chances of winning the league. Uh, yeah, I mean the the Leeds game. Um, I, I I think it's got to be up there in terms of one of the most dominant performances under Klopp, and and that would make it one of the most dominant I think I've ever seen as a Liverpool sport. I mean, 
we won that game six nil. And if we had won, if we had won that game 10 nil Leeds could not have complained. I mean, it was, it was really that lopsided legitimately. Um, you know, the first half we, we should have scored a lot more than we did. Um, and then we ended up getting a couple at the end, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm disappointed about about Bielsa. I didn't even know until you mentioned it on the podcast um, just when I got on. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I think that's a horrible decision by Leeds. I mean, they, the the style of play they play is very risky. But like we talked about, if they had, first of all, their season's been totally derailed this year because they've had a million injuries, very similar to what we had last year, um, and they don't have the depth of squad that we do. So if you look at their bench, they're saying before they're basically all 21 and under on their bench. I mean, they don't have, you know, reinforcements. They're playing every couple of days um, and the way they play, it's just not going to work. But if they had gone down and kept Bielsa, like they're definitely coming right back up. There's no way that they're not. If they get everybody back healthy, even if they have to sell a couple of players, um, Bielsa's just, he's a very good manager. Um, I think, you know, they played great last year, given the talent they had. And they just got slammed with injuries this year. You know, it's just, uh, you know, so I'm disappointed to see that. Um, in terms of um, where this team is overall, um, I mean, it's definitely the best team I've ever seen. I mean, I, I watch, you know, I, I've been watching games, you know, consistently since, you know, 2006, 2007. Um, so it doesn't go back that far. I mean, I know a bit about about the older teams. I c- couldn't say one way or another, but um, – you know, we're, we're, if not the best team in the world, we're easily one of the top three. Um, and it's, you know, there's not, not really anybody else close. I mean, I, I would say us city and, and Bayern, and um, I don't think anybody else is really in that tier. Um, and, you know, right now at the moment, if we played anybody, I mean, I, I would take us in a two leg um, champions league uh, matchup anytime. Um, I, you know, who are we going to get next round that you wouldn't want? Like maybe Bayern, you know, otherwise, you know, pretty much beat everybody. Um, and that was, I mean, I, I know we kind of discounted Inter a little bit um, and the Italian leagues dropped off, but they're still first in the Italian league in Serie A. And after we played them, I don't know if you remember their manager, um, their, their manager. Um, exactly. said, yeah. Yeah. He said, um, well, fortunately, we don't have to play Liverpool every week. You know, um, we're just we're just different level right now. Yeah. But by the way, they haven't won a game since they played us. Um, oh, they're, really? They're not top of the league anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man, this is why we're not allowed to have nice things. We just break everything we play with. This could be the end of Chelsea. <laughs> I knew they had lost a couple after we beat them, but I thought that I thought that they were still close to top. No, yeah, they, oh, they are. They are. Yeah, I think they've well, they, they, so they are. They're they're so. Yeah, I guess, you know, they've lost them recently, but they're two points back with the game in hand. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're still right there. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So, small points. Small points. <laughs> so, Daz, um, thoughts on the Leeds game? I actually thought it was weird because I, I thought, like, there was a lot of narrative in the weekend before, like how Norwich for 60 minutes had controlled us. And, that, you know, my view of that game is 45 minutes, we could have scored five. And I think we talked about this. I did think it took us a while to get into the Leeds game where we figured out where everything was going on. But once we did, it felt like there was like, uh, it was weird. Simon Hughes talked about um, how he thought Leeds could have scored four. It could have been seven, four in the first half is what he said. 
there's a whole lot of comments on his article in the athletic which said Leeds had an XG of 0.0. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of didn't, didn't know what he was talking about, where it was like, they had that thing where Allison slipped, and there, there were moments where they could have possibly, if something good would have happened, could have possibly got a goal. So um, just just to, to, to dial back out, uh, one of the things I think has been a function of the way that we've played recently is it's we feel our way into matches now. I think in the first 10, 15 minutes of the Chelsea match, and Klopp actually mentioned this in the post, post-match post presser, that they they started out very, very well. And they did against us when we played them at their gaff too. Um, but once we're in and we've kind of got our legs under us, it's it's just uh, we And we're at the point now that even if we do give up an early goal, I back us now to, to, to get it back. And we should, we've proved that. We, we proved that recently. That it's that, that we're never like you can get your goal, and that's that this what heartens me the most about that is like that's like 1920. Yeah, yeah. If you remember the Villa game, that, that one, I'm looking at that one specifically when Mane scored the header and took a boot to the face for his trouble. Uh, I think Robertson got the other one, if I remember correctly. I think I'm remembering this correctly, but it's it's just a, it's a facet of, of our game that's I'm glad to see creep back in, and I think Klopp. And the guys at the Enfield Rep, I know we talk about them all the time, but I find their, their, their commentary to be somewhat insightful and to be very insightful. And they mentioned that as well. It's like Klopp allows these guys the first 15 minutes. He wants them to figure it out on their own. And I think that that's against Norwich was probably the same thing. And I think teams understand that if they come at us hammer and tongs and try to bring the chaos right from the jump, that it, take, it takes us a little longer to... But once we, once we've, we settle into it and we, we stop moving through gears... We're, we're, we're almost impossible to deal with. And I think that's what you saw against Leeds. Uh, and Leeds, and I said this, and I think in the, 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 uh, the, the preview before the Leeds matches, like they, they always scare me because they are never more than seconds away from, from, from doing something very dangerous simply because of the way that they play. Yeah. And again, like when your inner chimp is out and like you're looking at it with, with, with unfresh eyes, like it's, everything's like got that, that, that panic to it. Um, but in the cold light of day, like they, they were just, they were completely outclassed, completely outclassed. And um, my little part about Bielsa is like, I think that that's, I'm with Sean on this. I think it's a big, big mistake. I think it's incredibly short-sighted. Like you've got to give them the opportunity to right the ship once Bamford is back, once Calvin Phillips is back. Um, yeah. Like they have, they're, they're offering nothing right now. And it's, you can just, I understand that sometimes you do need to, to, to shake things up, but, what does a shakeup on this team look like? They only know how to play one way. So what's going to happen when you bring a new coach in and like, and, and, and he asks you to play a completely different style of football, it's going to take them a while to get used to that. After four years of that, you're, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. They don't have the personnel for that either. I mean, their fullbacks can't be playing, you know, parking the bus. They're not that they're not, they're just not those types of players. The fullbacks aren't really fullbacks. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, it, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think that that's, I mean, the injuries have, have killed their season, but I, I think their fullbacks have been a big part of the weakness this year. At least they haven't been great when I've seen them. But, um, but so just to, just to to wrap that up, Paul, the um, XG for the Leeds match was uh, five point one nine for us and zero point one two for them. Like, yeah, I, I can't remember ever seeing a, a that lopsided uh, of a match for us, and 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 it could have been a lot more than that. You know, it really could have. Um, so, um, so, yeah. So we are a very good football team. Um, and 
I, I, I do think there was something in the notion of we knew they were going to run themselves out because they played so many games. And, and I'm pretty sure, well, you, you can tell me, but I'm pretty sure a lot of that five point, whatever it was, came in the last 15 minutes because they totally burned themselves out. Mm. And it, it, it was the goals were there for the taking. Interestingly, so um, we can go in a few directions here. I think the XG actually, actually is, Father, most most of it was in the first half, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I will, I will, uh, I will, Quick to I will, the to the shot of Namobile. I will come back with the XG in the Spurs game was like pretty even. I, I, I don't know if I said this before we started. Like they were 1.8 and Spurs were 2.1, and obviously it was four 0 for Spurs. I do think that game was so much closer than the score suggested. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, uh, anyway, there's probably nowhere to go with that. I'm going back to the 20, uh, 2019 comments, actually, because I thought it was fascinating that, that uh, we might have mentioned this last week, but that Mane, having scored, grabbed the ball and took it back to the halfway line, not celebrating because we're clearly going to win this game, which was very Mane Premier League winning year. Now, we don't stop till we've won the game. If you remember yeah. at United when Lallana scored the tying goal, Mane was busy grabbing the ball out of the, the net to get the <laughs> goal while Lallana and company were celebrating, um, which I, I, I thought was interesting. So clearly, Sadio was in for another Premier League win. Um, it's real, I, wanted, I did want to mention, because we talked about this earlier, but um, on the goal that was called off, which should have been a goal, game should, we should have won the game one, one nothing. Um like the call, we don't. I don't want to. Like we don't talk too long about this, but the call really made no sense because. So first of all, if you're calling that a foul, then you're gonna have to call a foul on every single set piece because that happens on every single freaking set piece. And that like was he, minor he, in comparison to some of the it, wrestling that goes uh, on. To absolutely, I mean, he he barely grabbed them. I mean, okay, he did, but like that happens on every single set piece, and if. If that's not a foul, then him being offside doesn't matter. So it just made absolutely no sense. I mean, the, the call, it, it was just total nonsense. If you're going to call that a foul, then then you have to call a foul on every single set piece. I mean, it's just, it was the dumbest. So if, if we apparently, if that's redefining how offside is called, then Liverpool never need to worry again because someone's always going to be offside mm -hmm. against us, not yeah. the runner. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they like screen the goalie and they pick the so goalie. I, I feel like we're, we're I, I do want to talk about next week. We've got a couple of big games coming up Norwich in the FA Cup. Well, maybe not so big. West Ham at home. That may be important. Um, but we really are back to penalty bar favoritism that doesn't favor us. Um, I, let, let's let's a moment on uh, on the, the combo Tierney Kavanaugh combo. Um, where are you on this? Are they a double team of Mancunian jesters, which is one thing I saw on Twitter, which I kind of liked, or uh, Sam Brundish, I think, used this, which is the dirty, cheating, oil-stained twats from Abu Dhabi. Um, what, what, where are you on this? I think Frank Lampard afterwards said, uh, intimated that if it wasn't if it wasn't rank ineptitude, then what is it? Yeah. So it's. It's I, I I don't understand it. Like the, at, at this point, like I, it's I, I can't I can't be I can't even be shocked anymore. It's that something has got to be done. 
It's just casting everything that they do into disrepute. Like these are the, the state of officiating in the, in, in, in the, the quote unquote best league in the world is absolutely up to shit. They are terrible from stem to stern outside of Oliver. I think who's probably the best of the bunch who, and he has his moments. Let's not forget that he was, it was, he was officiating when Verge got done in yeah. the Everton game. Yeah. Yeah. I so, took, yeah. so I think the thing I'd say of Oliver is no, I don't want to ever pretend people can't be infallible, but I mean, mm. he, he'll like call things as he sees them. Right. I, I think is what we see. Like no one gives us two penalties in a game. No one. <laughs> Even though we well, may well earn two penalties most games we play, but didn't Brundish get uh, get get uh, suspended from Twitter for that for that comment? We're not <laughs> we're not sure because one of his comments was like like what uh, was it, Sean? What did he say? It's like ban me a cunt. that was from posting a video. He put he he put because they had taken it down. He posted a video clip, and he got banned before I think for doing that. Right, and right. and so he so. So he was trying to post it okay. and said, bam, me, me, you cunts. It's, it's got to stop. It has got to stop. There has to be some sort of oversight now, because if, if you have a closed shop and they're like, and there's, they, they, there's finger wagging and that's as, that's as much as it, as much as it happens. Like it's, it's got to change. They have to be censured. Look, it's a tough job but you have a fucking camera to make it less tough for you. You can watch it from 14 different angles. You can slow it down to, to, to almost dead still and then speed it back up again. You can see it's, it's, it's inexcusable. It's absolutely inexcusable. And the way that they act with impunity, it's it just, it has to stop. Yeah. And, it, and honestly, unless teams are like, oh, it's Kavanaugh, we're not playing. So fine us. We won't play because guess what? Go talk to the go talk to the TV companies because then it's their product and it's their chips that you guys are going to start That's impacting. Right. Yeah. So so their excuse day was was clear. The handball wasn't clear and obvious, right? Because there was someone in the pub today who I really enjoyed who says, "Where's your fucking clear and obvious now?" With the <laughs> the, the Matip goal that was disallowed. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was nothing clear and obvious about that, right? No. Yeah. We just we, we went to CSI levels investigation to find a way to disallow it. Yeah, forensic evidence. Like everyone, everyone becomes doctor becomes Sherlock Holmes when it's us. Right, 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 right. Well, except for the other day, that was it was Sherlock Holmes that took the penalty away against City because of of where it hit Diaz's arm or whatever. Right. Oh, Rodri. Yes, Roger, Yeah. Oh, Rodri. yeah. So, so the argument was it wasn't clear and obvious hit his arm. That's what they said. <laughs> I think it was that it was where it hit his arm, right? They were trying to say it could have hit him up here when it like clearly hit him by the elbow. Oh, like when it hit Moutinho in the ribs? They had no problem with that one. The wankers. Right, right, Who's in yeah. charge of that one? That's six points. That's, that's I think it must have been covered. I think it must no, be covered. No, I know. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, it's cost us at least six points against, you know, against their total. And it's given year. them four. Yeah. That's two because they were in dire straits against Wolves. That saved them. They were in dire straits against yep. Everton. That saved them. I mean, and those were the only, only the ones we see. I mean, if they're getting calls like that all the time, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. But well, I, I don't know. I don't watch enough of their games to know for sure. I mean, I I know when I watch them, it doesn't always seem like they get the type of foul calls that are that like you know for the Fergie or United used to get, which was like that egregious. But they do get a lot of calls in the penalty area. I mean, they like one way or the other, it seems to always go their way in the penalty area. Yeah. Whereas we get nothing. I mean, Mane and Salah get 
assaulted every single game and they get nothing. And they, they get accused of being divers if they go down. If somebody like literally shoves them or trips them. They're not allowed to go down. Like so so I, I we probably need to move on <clears throat> look ahead. But if you recall from two weeks ago, <clears throat> um I think Simon Brundish <laughs> produced all these stats, which basically said Sterling, England Before he was banned. England's Raheem Sterling got 26 penalties uh, from like 1,200 touches inside the box. Uh, Egypt's Mohamed Salah got 13, half the penalties, from like 50% more touches in the box and more dribbles as well. Now, but that's because Salah dives, right? That's obviously goes down easily, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, there were lots of stats about England players getting better deals in the penalty area. Um, I feel Before like we move on, can we talk about Luis Diaz real quick? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How it's? I think we're running out of superlatives for him. Like it's if anyone was ever made for a Klopp team, it's that guy. He was a constant threat down that left hand side. Chalobah couldn't deal with him. He had him on yeah, toast 100%. every single time. And there was one he went around him and he dragged it back. I was like, mate, you had him on toast. Keep I going. Know. You're gonna cut that back into the box. Anything could have happened. Yeah. It, but, it, 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 go, go ahead, Des. I just, I'm, I'm just, well, I'm almost done because, like, I, I need a moment. <sighs> I, I think we have a good one. I think we have a good one. But you know what? We're very fortunate to have grasped him from the jaws of David Moises' <laughs> West Ham United. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I've been amazed by him. It's like he's not quite filling the stat sheet like Mo does yet, but he's a constant threat. I mean, it's like it, when he gets on the ball, He's just one of those players you can tell, like the defenders, the defenders do not want to be marking him. You know I mean? It's, it's, and he, he does occasionally, he just blows right by people um, there. And there was that one unbelievable flick for, uh, I think Mane kind of overblew the cross, but um, you know, what I'm talking about, he flicked it like over his head to Mane basically on the, on the pass yeah. second half. Um, yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's going to be fun. And, the thing is, like, he's also supposedly supposed to be good in the air. Um, we haven't even seen that yet. Um, but if you, you know, if you have, I, I really like Mane at the nine. He's still like not adjusted there. You can kind of tell the two games this week. But if he does, and we have those three up front, I mean, that's that's as dangerous as we as we've ever been. The one thing about Mane at the nine, and I've seen it a couple of times, is he has it. His, he has a tendency when he can, because he's used to playing on the wing where he has a little bit more space. His, yeah. touch, his touches generally tend to be a little farther away, far away from himself, and he takes extra touches to to recon, to, to recontrol the ball. And mm-hmm. one thing you miss about Bobby is like how silky his control is. As soon as he gets it in, it's like whoop, he like sucks it into something, and it magically reappears in in a, in a different area for him to be able to attack. And it, it it almost cost us one of the goals in the in the first half. I think it was the last one, Mason Mount. I think it was was where. It, I just bobbled away from just a little bit and someone pipped it off from him and within three passes, they were away. So mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's, it's a minor concern, but it is something that's like, I think once, if he, if, if he continues to play there, it's something that he should need, he should probably be more cognizant of like Cause he's quick enough to, to go around players and to, and to turn corners on players. So yes. if he's, and there was one time he was wrestled to the ground as well. And I want to say it was by Rudiger. That was, which happened. Rudiger's just synonymous with with, with wrestling. I felt like he was repeatedly being like plowed into from behind as soon as he was trying to get the ball. And um, like part of that's on him for his touch because Bobby handles it. But um, I think part of it's adjusting the position. And part of it was just that like on some of those plays, he should have gotten a foul. 
And if it was a lot of players, he would have flopped on the ground and gotten the foul. But because he's Mane, he's not allowed to fall down. Um, but so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's an adjustment for sure. I mean, he's been playing on the left forever. Um, you know, how many games has he ever played for us down the middle? There haven't been that many. And, but I think if, I think if he gets a run in there and he gets used to it, you know, you kind of, kind of gets a feel for it, gets used to the players <laughs> kind of plowing into the back of them. Like they're going to be able to, you know, you just got to learn how to deal with that a little better. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like the, the idea of that kind of threat up front and rotating Jota and uh, Bobby in, you know? Yeah. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if him and India texting each other, oh, you jammy ball bag. You got lucky with that one. <laughs> yeah. You lucky twat. But mine is so good in the air. Did too. you see the penalty? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, well done on the penalties. Oops. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like, unfortunately, we drifted back to those obnoxious bastards at Chelsea. Um, like, because, I, 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 like, the more that game went on, the more it fired up all the things I really hate about them. That, that like, they're full of tactical fouls. Yeah. They, they don't get booked as much as they should. I'm, I'm not stopping talking about Chelsea. And, and like the fact that Kovacic and Kante got fallen over and got a foul every time they did. The, the uh, biggest thing that bothers me about them is they 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 complain and oh, cry oh, unbelievably. Yes. And anytime anything goes against them, they get all they get, they, fucking get, they, get so, they get so many favorable calls. Yes. And then the minute anything gets called evenly or slightly against them, it's like you know the, the most horrific incident of all time. And you're yeah. like. Asshole, we've got there's been like 12 of those in the game that have gone against us. Do you know I know Asp- you know I know Espelicueta's a ball bag? He's got Pillock in his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally in his fucking name. Espelicueta. And Rudiger is, is one player <laughs> that um a complete, I, I would he's a complete thug. <laughs> I, I I I would he's one player I would not mind, you know. I wouldn't I don't even want to say it, but I I, I wanted I really wanted him to miss the penalty. Um, just because he he's somebody that something something bad should happen to at some point because he, I mean to me it's like he you're right he's a thug he plays like a thug yeah um, he gets all this this credit for being this great defender he's just a shit house you know I mean he plays on the left side of a back three and he's a shit house and he's athletic but you know he's demanding this big sum you know whatever wage from Chelsea and they might lose him and I'm like why would Real Madrid sign him you know he's Imagine putting him in a back four. It's just because they got rid of Ramos. I, I just think he's so overrated. Like, and and he's he's yeah. so arrogant on top of it. So so no, he wasn't having any of that. Harvey fucking Elliott. Oh no, that was unbelievable. He was not having any that of that bullshit. One of the best, the, one of the best parts of the match. Harvey <laughs> Elliott comes running in. I was like, it was already oh, over. Like they had them. Smallest kid. <laughs> Seventeen. And then Rudiger, he's like, he's not having a good Rudiger too. I'm like, that's my boy. <laughs> Who, was, who was it was telling me should be in the other part of the field? Was that Van Dyke? It's like, what are you uh, doing here, mate? You should be somewhere else. People were getting upset about it, and I was like, no, that's great. Like, mm. I mean, this kid, the balls on that kid, my god, dude! I, I just, I just he's seventeen out there playing like that. But he also was in the crowd in Kiev, in Kiev, Kiev, Kiev? Uh, um, yeah. Elliott. So he he's also a fan, which plays into I'm sure how he feels about Rudiger. Oh man, it, it, yeah, he. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, so someone sent me a video of a mate of mine was at Wembley and he sent me a video of all the Scousers singing One Kiss. Because remember, that was the song that they played at uh, the Kiev final. Oh, Dua Lipa? Uh, yeah. 
Oh, so awesome. the, whole, the, the whole crowd was singing one kiss. Yeah. So I'm so glad we beat the Russians. We've obviously come back to it, but um, let's let's move ahead. We'll, we'll, let, let's touch on before we're done. Let's touch on um, the you new, from Russians to dildos. New yeah, the same things. New they? venue for the uh, what? Well, clearly, this has not got played on Russian YouTube. But but uh, let's. Uh, I, I also feel like there's two boxes clean and explicit. We're probably on the like you know other end of the explicit. We should click for this episode. That's Simon Brunish's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ban this shit. Anyway. Um, yes. <laughs> so we got a we got a pretty tame week coming up, I think. Norwich, the threatening Norwich in the uh FA Cup, which again, I I I I've the least care. So I'm sure we all don't care about this very much, but if we if if we don't don't win a trophy this season, if it's in the FA Cup. I'm fine with that. But we play them on Wednesday and we play West Ham on Saturday. It's, it's a 5.30 kickoff. So crowd should be up for it. I don't think West Ham are playing great. Um, I think most of our players will have a week off. Um, how, how, looking ahead, what, what, what do you hope for? What do you expect? Go, Sean. Fucking smash it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually really, really want to win the FA Cup now because they were showing all these graphics after the match about <laughs> how that's uh, the one trophy that that this this squad hasn't won. Um, so if they win the FA Cup, that would make it eight. There's there's uh, there would be nothing nothing else that this group of players you know hadn't won. So I I, I really kind of want to win that one now. We have a good shot so, at it. Sorry, sure. Just to interrupt. There was some Premier League person interviewing Trent uh, the other week and saying, oh, well, you know, he's never really won a cup. And and I'm surprised he didn't come back with, like, Champions League? Because <laughs> <laughs> they were obviously talking about the domestic English cups. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, club just doesn't prioritize these, you know. I think in the past, it, I mean, I think now we're at a point where we have a squad and, and we've won enough where we were rightly, I think, taking them a little bit more seriously this year. Um, but in the past, you know, it just wasn't a priority. Um, but you know, the FA cup, it would be fun to win an FA cup for sure. And, and to kind of round that out, but the quadruples in play still, uh, and, and I, I'm not, um, I don't even think that's crazy to talk about because champions league and FA cup, we obviously have a very good chance of winning. We've won the fucking luck. And, and the league, like you said, Paul, I mean, technically we're six points down now, but, um, you know, game in hand and, uh, City, we've got a couple potentially tough matches coming up. So if we can, if if we can get, if we can keep it at three points, like before we play them, I, I like our chances in that match against them. They're you know they they're known to choke in big matches a lot. Um, they know. are they and they are playing well. I think no, you probably know better than I. But the like chance creations really mm. dipped. Their mm-hmm. expected goals has gone down. Um, I really think Grealish has screwed up their chemistry. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's kept Sterling out of the squad at times. Yeah. And when they play him in the nine, it just doesn't work. I mean, yeah. if you watch him, mean, it's – I don't really understand. Company. They have not replaced Fernandinho. No. They don't have a yeah. natural leader on that pitch. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Things are not going well. Expensively right. assembled mercenaries is essentially what they are. And when things start to go a little bit sideways – they don't have that, that galvanizing character to bring it all back together. I think Gundogan and, and De Bruyne are probably closest, and they're just not vocal no. players. You know, they're, they're not um, 
They lead by example, but they're not Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson will, right. will put people on his back and drag them, or by grab them by the scruff of the neck and throw them along the, along they, the they park. They don't have anybody like that. Um, and, and and honestly, Fernandinho was like that at times for them too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, David Silva, same kind of thing. But they, yeah, they don't have players like that anymore. They they've never replaced those guys. Um, so they have. I mean, they're loaded with talent. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, if if we're level on games, we're only three points back. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, it like to consider us, I mean, we're certainly not out of it, you know, we're right there. So um, maybe not favored, but you know, we could easily win it. And so, um, I mean, in two legs, I like our chances against anybody in the champions league. I mean, if, if you're, I just don't see, you know, I, I just can't really see anybody being favored against us over two legs right now. Um, and, and FA cup, you know. So I think there's an interesting stat, which plays into all of this which is that we have not lost a game at Anfield with a crowd in four years. And I think the the, the crowd thing that makes a yeah. difference, right? So City, well, obviously, they've lost a game, the most recent game they lost at home with a crowd. Um, so I, I do think there's some things now in our favour. Um, Here's the other one, Paul. Van Dyke has still not lost a game at Anfield as a Liverpool player. So, did you know that? I did. He lost, he lost when he played for Southampton. Well, I do... I, I, also, Thiago and Fabinho have only not won one game when they've been playing together, and that was a yeah, right. dubious affair at Everton, which we should have won. Um, Our so- record with Thiago in the lineup this year, I think, is 13-0. and 0. Well, I, I wanted to use that point to segue. Like, do we know how bad his injury is or what the extent of it is? I haven't heard that, anything. That could impact he, us. He was walking around afterwards. I, I'm... I don't know. My, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything. It, it seems like it's a muscle injury to me, just based on the fact that... Um, he yeah. was walking around afterwards. He seemed fine. Um, it, I, I don't know. I read afterwards that people were saying that he could technically have played, but they would have to take him off early. And it was more of like a choice just not to risk it. Um, but I, I guess I don't know. They probably have to do scans and all that stuff. But it doesn't seem like it's serious, but I don't, I don't have any insight in terms of what it is. We missed him. We really missed him. Oh, today. absolutely. Especially, I mean, it, I, I felt like, getting into the game we haven't really talked about the game too much i really felt like it took us about 25 minutes to really get into the game i mean i I thought early on it seemed like not having tiago was just really throwing us off like especially in midfield and um i don't that's not a criticism of nabi either i think it's just like we trained and prepared a certain way and then you have different players in there and it just it wasn't working for a while eventually we figured it out and i thought i really thought we were the better team for like you know, the last 10 minutes of the first half and, and then all of the second half. But the beginning of the game, Chelsea was definitely down, our, you know, down our throats a bit. So that was what I was going to say. I think that Klopp's two biggest challenges this season, even uh, even with the, the, the losses and the ties have both been against Chelsea. If you're a neutral, those are the two, probably the two of the best games of football that you're going to watch this year. Yeah. In terms of like how the back and forth. So, but I was going to, my, my response to you is like, no one, like no one really wants to play us and over two legs I Chelsea, like going into this game, I was, I was really worried about that because they, they, again, they, they're, they're a superlative attack, like a countering team. And, and they, they got, they got behind us a couple of times by doing just that. Um, so uh, over two legs, uh, think about it. We, we had to go to a, a, a 21 penalties or 22 penalties to win it. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. So, I mean, it's... so we're going to move on, uh, kind of last topic. 
a lot of bigger things than uh, football have happened this week. Um, one of them is uh, Russia's like intense aggression towards re- Ukraine. However, you describe that. Um, a lot of people with messages about stopping war and looking for peace. Um, I think, honestly, there were, there were several people nervous by calling Russia out. Um, it felt easier to support to be supportive of Ukraine, which I you know is, is is a really good thing as well. Um, yeah, many things might impact us, but the one thing that definitely has is Champions League final has been moved to Paris, which is a place we've won the Champions League before. So, so in terms of small details, that I don't think is a bad thing. Um, I think the, the the bigger picture is though, like uh, who, there could be a huge amount of things that this means for Europe, whether it affects football or not. Uh, don't know where to go with this, Daz. Why don't you pick it up? FIFA sucks. FIFA absolutely sucks. They were they they had both of Russia's balls in their mouth in in the lead up to to the to the World Cup. Um, this, I, I think Infantino said it was the best one that they'd ever had. You got that that medal of of whatever. It was. Medal of Honor, yeah, yeah, from Putin. Okay, yeah. That's, look, they're a bent corrupt organization, so we don't. And I don't think we need to waste any time talking about. We're talking it. about FIFA now or the Russian Russian government, just. Can they both be ball bags? Um, <laughs> so I think I, I read, and again, it was a very cursory reading into it, but they've now said that the Russians could compete as the RFU, but they can't play their national anthem and they can't have their flag for their matches. And Poland's already said, we're going to go fuck what they're called. We're not playing them. Well, well yeah. we're FU, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I think Sweden, said, by the way, Sweden said yeah. the same. Yeah. So uh, the FIFA's FIFA's painted themselves into a corner. Someone said something it's like their hands are tied. I'm like, when when you say that their hands are tied, it suggests that something was beyond their control. Like, no, they they put themselves squarely in this position by stuffing their own pockets, and 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 allowing them to sports wash what's what is the most watched athletic event on the face of the earth which is the world cup and they, yeah. they cross it into, into disrepute and i think that they, they, people are going to vote with their dollars uh, and 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 as we all know fifa is is massively it's just a greedy busted organization and they they're screwed if they're, they're, they're just screwed because i can't imagine that someone's not going to say is like well if you want to fuck us we have all this on you, so be advised. So that their slow walk, from what I read, is that they're slow walking it towards them being banned from the World Cup. Period. Um, they said it's it's under consideration, but they have to go through the steps first. So I think what the my, I think what they're going to do is they're going to slow walk it as well, walk it as slowly as possible, so that either this becomes a non-issue later, like in the in the nearish future, and they can kind of sidestep it by saying well, we're looking into it. Um, but it's again, it's like, I, I just, I, I, I've never been a big proponent of FIFA yeah. and, um, like, so I remember like the hoorah, like the, the hoo-ha about, uh, about the super league. And this is kind of one of the reasons that you do need something that's a different product. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that the super league would have been the best way forward. It was a closed a closed shop again it's a i don't think it was the right thing but until such time as there is something else that that, that challenges it like they will continue to act act within the, t- the same type of impunity like think about it 
with that, that raid and and cracking FIFA wide open in those in those busts, did it's done nothing. They've just become cleverer at cleverer at hiding it. That's that's it. They're just they're, they're smarter crooks now. They, it's not like there was a massive internal shakeup. They they're just still the same bunch the same bunch of of, of bent bent bastards. Allegedly, um, if anyone's watching mm-hmm. our podcast, but it, it it takes something, doesn't it, to make UEFA look good? And FIFA, I think, have managed it in this situation. Because UEFA at least have made some response in terms of, mm-hmm. um, like, they've moved the fine. Although both of them, like, and the Olympic Committee too, have already given Russia the green light with hosting all those tournaments in, in Russia in the first place. But at least moving one of the finals away from there, I think, is, uh, is, is more positive than anything FIFA's done. Uh, uh, Sean, any, any, any thoughts uh, before we get to shut down by YouTube for our uh, controversial anti-Russian <laughs> message? Uh, I, I mean, I just, I just want to, um, uh, you know, I just want to say, like, be clear about what happened here. Like, Russia invaded a, a, a sovereign country that did absolutely nothing to them, mm-hmm. um, and the world's reacting to it. You know, I mean that that's it's a horrific thing. We haven't seen it in God knows how long. Um, and I, th- I think I think a lot of people are just shocked that this is taking place in, in this, you know, um, in, in the year 2022 that we would have something like this. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's one of those things, Paul, like you said, like there it's the most important thing of the least important things like this is an important thing. I mean, this is this is potentially the collapse of the post-World War II um diplomacy setup as we know it you know i mean it's it's a it's a big deal so um hopefully it doesn't get any worse and people kind of figure out how to how to calm this stuff down but it's obviously you know it's it's having an impact everywhere um in, in all kinds of sports you see people kind of all over the place you know local uh local wine store guy was dumping out his stoli bottles on my social media um in support um so uh you know i i don't know what else to say other than that it's it's a it's a a very um sad kind of serious thing to be talking about on a football podcast unfortunately we i feel like it's necessary to to talk about it a little bit particularly given the team that we're playing today and how they've been tied up in it so yeah who knows what their future looks like so so glad we beat the Russians. If you've got Russian vodka out there, clearly pour it out into the drains right now. Um, we will be back next week uh, after the West Ham game. Thanks, Daz. Thanks, Sean. Um, always great conversation. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. Follow us on Twitter. We tweet and retweet from credible sources. So clearly we'll have nothing from uh, the Russian, what are they called? Federation, whatever they are. Anyway. RTTV. Uh, yes, them. Yes, not them. Not them. 